I think I can think of 49 reasons why I'm doing better than you. Oklahoma got on the train and left town. And OSU, I think, kind of got their feelings hurt. What's up, college football fans, and welcome back to an all-new episode of the Cover 2 Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Smithson, joined, as always, by my co-host, the Oki Longhorn himself. Dalt, as usual, first and foremost, how we doing? Hey, 24 days, man. We are 24 days away from just a full Saturday of doing nothing but making our wives mad as hell. Right. That we are just sitting on the couch watching football all, all day. Right. All day. 8 a.m. when I get up on a Saturday, I go in. Cook breakfast, nine o'clock, game day's on. That's the that's the one struggle I have with my job is working on Saturdays. I don't typically have that same routine, but uh you can bet got the old cell phone dialed up and uh it's ready to roll. But yeah, we're close, man. Uh real close. Um got a little ACC preview today, uh kind of continuing on our power five conference previews. But, you know, first, Dalt, we do have some uh, news, I I, guess. I was going to say, are we still considering it a Power 5 preview? I mean, technically this year, it's still a Power 5 preview, but are we going to be down to Power 4 next year? Well, I mean, it's it's certainly looking that way. Because as I I said last week on the episode, uh, the Pac-12, Pierce, it's it's dead in the water. Looks to be... uh, Looks to be done from for all intents and purposes. We've we've got four remaining teams currently for the 2024 slate after basically just a wild week last week of this is going to happen, this is not going to happen. You know, Oregon and Washington are going to the Big Ten. Now they're not going, now they're going, and it's basically officially been announced. Um, Oregon, Washington headed to the Big Ten 2024, and then shortly thereafter, after picking up Colorado, the Big 12 also picked up Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. So your lone four remaining Pac-12 teams currently for 2024 are Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford. And the most recent talks have been Cal and Stanford discussing things with the ACC, which, I mean, you talk about just wanting to get weird, Dalt. Why? What? The Big 10 has officially just opened up conferences to just don't matter how far you got to travel. Let's go. Right. Like, and I seen, I seen the Missouri football coach went on a rant this week about what about all the other players? Like, what about the softball team, the baseball team, the volleyball team? And I'm just thinking to myself, that's a lot of talk coming from a guy who makes probably he's right, in the conference right. that makes the most money and he's just over here talking about, well, what about the other schools? You weren't thinking about the other schools whenever Missouri jumped to the right to the, uh, the, SEC. the SEC. And I've seen a million coaches in the SEC say, well, realignment's just, it's killed college football. And I'm just thinking the SEC started this. Right. I mean... I, the way the way I feel about realignment is not necessarily I I don't have an issue with it. What I I do think like I, I hate the the four Big Ten or the four Pac twelve schools that have joined the Big Ten because like 
I do kind of like the regional aspect of it, but I get the fact that the world we live in is driven by money and it just kind of is the nature of it. So obviously these schools join the big 10, like I get where he was coming from in that sense. Like you talk about baseball, softball, like it it's, and even basketball, like makes things kind of difficult when, you know, those, those low revenue sports, it's harder for them to travel and all that stuff. Like they just don't have the resources that the football program has at most schools, because even as bad as you are, football is pretty much every school's moneymaker. It's just the way it is. Um, but it's just kind of, it's kind of the way things are. I mean, that's the world we live in. Like I said, it's, it's all driven by, you know, the media deals and the money. And so I, you know, realignment, it, what's, what's crazy to me, you have so many of these people that are acting like this is the first time realignments ever happened. I mean, you have conferences that, for example, Texas Southwest conference no longer exists. I mean, it was totally wiped away. You had teams join the Big 12, teams join the SEC. Like, so it happens. It's not like the first time it's ever happened. We we saw it 10, 12 years ago with the Big 12 losing, you know, Colorado, Nebraska, and A&M and Missouri. Um, so it's kind of one of them things to me that's inevitable whether you like it or not. Yeah, and before it's all said and done, um, I'm pretty sure – we're going to be down to just two super conferences. It's kind of looking that way. I And I honestly believe that. And it's not so much that I think that the ACC, well, I'll, I'll retract that. It's not so much that I think that the Big 12 can't survive standalone on its own because they've proven they have. A year ago when we were doing this podcast, we were talking about Texas and OU potentially killing the Big 12 by leaving. Right. And hats off, round of applause to maybe potentially the best Power Five conference uh, commissioner right. in uh, your mark. Your, your mark. That's he. What he's done for the Big Twelve is outstanding. I mean, he's literally took what was we were talking about. Oh well, let's take OSU South and move them to the Pac twelve and let. The Big Ten have Kansas and Iowa State and Kansas State and West Virginia. Well, now we're talking about is the ACC going to make it? Because right. there's already rumors that Florida State wants out. Right. And if Florida State goes, Clemson's not going to be far behind. There's, there's your next hot market. No, and, and that, that whole thing with Florida State is back to what I said. It's basically driven by money. Like they, they think that they should be making more money, which – I really don't understand because this you're talking about the ACC. They just signed their media rights deal or whatever it is last year. So all these teams and conference or presidents, ADs, they were all in agreement. So then all of a sudden things start to change around the country. Florida State's like, ah, I think we should make a little more money than what we do. You know, they see what all these SEC teams are going to be making, what all these Big Ten teams are going to be making. And that's kind of the whole thing is it's just it's it's a money it's college football is a business that's at the end of the day it it is and you know whether you like it or not realignment it's pretty well inevitable and the Pac-12 is the the most recent uh victim victim yeah, victim. that's that's the word I was looking for like it, it just is what it is Dalt um 
I mean, what what is what's to me the thing that makes the most sense, which they'll probably never do it, is for the four to join the Mountain West. But you know, or like for it to be like a merger, you know, like take the Mountain West and just merge right. it into the Pac twelve. That's and that's what we talked about in our group whenever we're talking about oh the Pac twelve's dead. I'm like, is the Pac twelve dead, or is the Mountain West dead? Right. Because one of them two is going to die. And it's They're probably going to be the Mountain West because you want to keep the Pac-12 name because right. of the brand. Brand, Yeah. It's like the, the Pacific Mountain West or something. Yeah. You know, new new conference name. Um, but, you know, I, I think Oregon State and Washington State would be a pretty good fit there. You know, I know like Cal and Stanford are, you know, prestigious academic schools, you know. and B- Borderline Ivy League at and Stanford. Stanford, like as far as all sports go, it's one of the better athletic departments in the country. They're just obviously right now, not very good at football, uh, which again is, you know, the major driving force in basically all of this. Uh, so it's definitely interesting. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure I disagree with you on the whole two super conferences and this thing may start looking more and more like the NFL, the, the further we get along, which, some think that's bad. Some think it's good. You know, I think college football is always going to be college football. You're going to have, like, I, I know a lot of talk about realignment, ruining rivalries. And, you know, I sure, it, you know, but I've seen some some stuff. You know, I sent you that that tweet about how it talked about all these rivalries. And, you know, Texas ended rivalries with TCU and Texas Tech and Baylor and Nebraska. And I'm like, no, I you know. When? I, yeah. I when? Ever since Texas A&M left, the whole national media landscape has been, oh, we got to make another in-state rival for Texas. Right. And don't get me wrong, Texas rival. We, I, I hate Texas Tech. I don't hate them as much as I hate OU and I think everybody Texas hates A&M. Texas A&M. <laughs> but to say that TCU and Baylor and what summer people are going to start saying Houston right, being a rival rivalry, no, just... You're trying to make something that's not there. And for the whole deal, we talked about this as well. For the whole, oh, realignment ruins conferences, tell that to Georgia and Georgia Tech. Right. Tell that to South Carolina and Clemson. Tell that to Florida and Florida State. Yeah. Tell that to who else plays out of conference that are rivals. Other than those, I'm sure there's more other than those three. um, Florida and Miami. BYU and Utah. You know, BYU obviously they would have probably kept playing had they stayed Pac-12, Big 12. BYU was independent, obviously, yes. before joining the Big 12, but they always played. Notre Dame, USC. Oh, yeah. I mean, Notre Dame with really anybody that they consider a rival, it's they, obviously yeah. non-conference. For them, they, I mean, um, for now. So, yeah, I don't I don't love that argument. I think college football is college football. Like, it's it's just the, pa- the, the thing that makes college football, it's just the passion and, like, the fans, and it, it's just – it's just different than the NFL, and I think it'll stay that way. So I'm not, I'm not really worried in that regard, if if you ask me. But only time will tell. So we'll move on. We have a coaches poll, Dalt. Um, you wanna you wanna go ahead and yes, sir, and uh, do do our reading there of our 2023 uh, is it like AFCA or whatever the heck it is coaches yeah. poll. So this is. Just another thing to talk about, so I'll give you the floor, Dalt. All right, so right off the rip, obviously your number one team in the coaches' poll is going to be Georgia. Shocker. Yeah, with 61 first-place votes. 
Michigan comes in at second with zero first place votes. Kind of surprising. Alabama comes in third with four first place votes. Ohio State comes in fourth with one first place vote. And then from there, you go five LSU, six USC, seven Penn State, eight Florida State, nine Clemson, 10 Tennessee, 11 Washington, 12 Texas, 13 Notre Dame, 14 Utah, 15 Oregon, 16 TCU, 17 Kansas State, 18 Oregon State, 19 Oklahoma, 20 North Carolina, 21 Wisconsin, 22 Ole Miss, 23 Tulane, 24 Texas Tech, and then rounding out the top 25 is your fighting Texas A&M Aggies. So, real quick, you know, we've got, what is it, one non-Power 5 in Tulane? And they just beat USC last year in a New Year's Six Bowl. I think that's about right. I can't really think of any other Power 5 teams that, obviously, Tulane coming in with a lot of momentum. uh, They went, what, 11-2 and last year, I think? 11 and 3, something like that. Yeah, they lost to Ole Miss, and then I think they lost to, they lost a conference game somewhere. And so, you know, they're they're down there at 23. I I think that's probably about right, you know, just me personally. Um, And their UTSA is just right on the outside. I think they got them ranked at 29th. You know, looking here at like just a, a quick shot of the top 10, I, I'm high on Alabama this year, as we've discussed in the SEC preview. I do think they have some serious questions at quarterback, but I really think Georgia has questions at quarterback that you can ask the same thing. Well, three um, of the top four have right. question at quarterback. And even Ohio, you, State. Ohio State's not so, just locked uh, in at quarterback. A lot of the initial thought that I saw when this was released was that Alabama was way too high, which I just don't agree with. Like, I, I, I wouldn't put them any lower than five or six. I mean, but I don't have a problem with them at three. Uh, I think USC is a little high at six. Not that it really matters. I'd probably have them at like eight, nine, ten, maybe. Uh, obviously, they do have the best player in the country, Caleb Williams. Uh, I honestly think I would have Clemson a little higher, uh, which we're going to talk about them today. I'm, I, I, I think Clemson's poised to kind of uh, say, "Hey, guys, you know, we have not gone anywhere." Right. You know? Not that they were bad last year, but it, it wasn't obviously, you know, they didn't make the playoff. That that's kind of been kind of been the standard for Clemson the last four or five years. Um, obviously. Uh I mean what what else really looking at this, you know, obviously it's just something to talk about. What what jumps out at you, Dalt? Penn State at seven. Yeah. Kind of kind of threw me for a loop. I would have put eight through ten above them. I mean, I know the hype around Penn State right now is at an all time high. I might have put eight through 11 above them. Yeah, I mean, Washington being at 11, Washington is going to be a pretty solid football team this year. But that that Penn State kind of jumped out at me. I think – I understand the Alabama kind of worriness with how they just went, what, 10-2 and last year with – 11-2, and I think, after the bowl game. 11-2 after the bowl game with uh, Bryce Young. Now you don't – know who your quarterback's going to be. It's not a five-star, right. whatever. But Alabama's still Alabama. They still recruit at a high level year in and year out. Nick Saban is going to have that team ready to go. But I I could have even been okay with putting 
Alabama at five and moving Ohio State and LSU up. Right. Just because, and not even really Ohio State up, I would have moved LSU to three just because of what they returned this year. Right. Yeah, a lot of people like LSU. Um, you know, going further down here, and we're not going to just really dissect it a ton. You know, your, your Longhorns there at 12. A lot of people are probably unhappy about that just because, you know, it's typical – Texas preseason ranking, but you know, I, I think that's about right for you guys. Um, you know, anywhere from that 10 to 15 range, uh, you know, TCU at 16. It's just, I don't, it's because of what they did last year. Yeah, that, that's I don't, it. That I don't agree it. with that. I think, I think Kansas state, if you're going to rank maybe a big 12 team, they might've should have been the highest just because they're the reigning conference champions. They, you know, they did lose Deuce Vaughn. Um, but I definitely would have had K State above TCU and right around where Texas is probably. Um, Oregon State at eighteen, getting a little bit of love after a, a really solid year. Uh, beat Florida in that what was it like the Las Vegas Bowl, Barstool I, Sports Bowl? I, I, I think I wouldn't go with beat. I would go just yeah. dismantle yeah. Florida. Um, Wisconsin at twenty one and my Oklahoma Sooners at nineteen. Dalt, I don't. I, uh, it's mostly just the name for both of them. I mean, well, Wisconsin just hired a new coach, right? So there's, there's, there's why they're there. Um, I mean, you know, I would have put South Carolina or Arkansas in there before I put Wisconsin in there. Yeah, and I mean, I uh, for me being an Oklahoma fan, I, I would have probably bumped them down to that fringe top twenty five, like twenty three, twenty four, um, which we talked about that. Um, Texas Tech team that a lot of people are high on there at 24 you know kind of a lot of people have picked them as kind of a dark horse to to maybe win the big 12 um solid year what they go like nine four i think they ended up going nine and four because they beat Ole miss i don't they beat Ole miss in that bowl game uh like a drum so i don't really love Ole miss at 22 either you know you bring back probably the best running back in the country, but think the the wheels just fell off last year uh, for Ole Miss. So I, you know, and that that there's really not I, I don't there's nothing really super egregious. I would say would would you not agree about this top twenty five? I mean, other than maybe TCU. Yeah, TCU had been my only really just like. Which I'm not saying they don't belong in the top 25, but like all the way up there at 16, I, and I get it. Like you said, it's it's basically just because of last year. I mean, a hundred percent. Like you lose all that production, you lose your offensive coordinator, who, which we'll get into today, and you just expect you expect a program like TCU just to be like, oh, we're okay. Yeah, I don't, I just don't see that for them. So I, I think having them. At 16's really high. I would have had them fringe top 25, maybe even outside of it Yeah, with some of the teams that are on this receiving vote still. Florida received 63 votes to get in. That's interesting. That's, I don't, I don't quite. Then, uh, I, I was at 26 with 169. Yeah. Seems that's, like I was always in the preseason poll. I mean, that's just, I mean, but there's just, and then, you know, A&M rounds out top 25. I, I you know. Is what it is. I do think A and M is going to be a lot better. I think that's more of a potentially what A yeah. and M could be, which that's probably fair. And considering it's a preseason ranking, you know, we're talking about TCU getting the benefit of the doubt because of what they did last year. But really, you shouldn't take that kind of stuff into account. 
when you make these preseason polls because last year doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, that that's that's your coach's poll, doll. You know, don't I don't really have a whole lot more touch on that. It's just like like we always say, it's something to talk about. Something to talk about. We're twenty four days so, away. It's just something to talk about. So uh, with that, we'll we'll get right into our ACC uh, preview, which actually gives us another poll. Um, we're not really going to dissect this one. I just want you to, if, if you've got that, uh, yeah, right here, um, uh, just let us, we'll get our, our preseason media poll for the ACC before we get into that preview. Yes, sir. At number one, we have Clemson with 103 votes, kind of not, I wouldn't say surprising, but people kind of were not real high on Clemson last year. And then going into this year. Dabo kind of hit the reset button and right. really said, like you said earlier, like, hey, we're still here. Uh, Florida State at two with 67 first place votes. North Carolina at three with five. NC State at four with one first place vote. And then five Miami. There's a tie for sixth place between Duke and Pitt. Eight Louisville, nine Wake Forest, 10 Syracuse, 11 Virginia Tech, 12 Georgia Tech, 13 Boston College, 14 Virginia. And just kind of a reminder, there's no more division in the ACC. Right. Now it's going to kind of be like how the SEC, how the Big Ten are going to be next year, how the Big 12 have been forever. Right. Your two best records are going to play each other in the conference championship. Yeah. So obviously – a little different than the Big 12 in the sense that you don't play everybody like it was when there was just 10 teams, but, you know. Well, that's the way the Big 12 is now. Right. And so. And how uh, they'll be forever. There, you know, could could be a possibility of, you know, some rematches for a, a conference title, which can be good or bad, you know, uh, depending on the situation. But, yeah, Clemson there at one, like, like I said, we're not going to really talk too much about this. I, I don't think that's really surprising. You know, won the, won the conference last year, probably – Right up there with Florida State as the most talented roster in the conference. Uh, obviously, Dabo Sweeney, one of the best coaches in the conference. Um, there's, I mean, once you get past North Carolina, this list, like the ACC, it doesn't just, really it, matter. There's not a lot of flair there at all. No, there's um, so li- like we did uh, last couple weeks, we will get into these transfers and. Um, you want to start with Boston College? Ryan O'Keefe from UCF. You know, we did we seen a couple of UCF games on the national stage, but I feel like all the games that I kind of tuned into for UCF was this guy was yeah was kind of their top wide receiver last year, and I don't want to say top; he was one of their top. I feel like they were he was always catching passes, and he was always making a highlight play in just about every game. So him moving to Boston College is good for Boston College, but at the same time, it's Boston College. Right. Like, if you're not a running back at Boston College, do you really matter? Yeah, I mean, you know, looking here, it shows he caught 157 passes over the last two years at UCF. So, you know, a guy that's got a lot of of tread, you know, put put a lot of tread down, I guess you should say. Um, So... It never hurts to have a guy like that. You know, the quarterback situation at Boston College, you got the Moorhead kid, you know, just over 1,200 yards last year. I mean, so 
I guess that helps. Never never hurts to have a good wide receiver, and that's right. that's what the O'Keefe guy is. I mean, it's just a, a solid solid pickup for a place like Boston College. Obviously, a, a place that's not uh, not exactly churning out the the wide receivers. No, not at all. And that's actually the only one we have for Boston College, Dalton. Uh, with this this next one, it'll be quick. We've got Clemson and uh, nothing. Not. Not a damn. not a damn thing. As as most of our listeners or any fan of college football knows, Dabo Sweeney is not a big proponent of the portal. Um, which whatever that's his philosophy. So I, I looked and looked. I, I genuinely could not find anything for a transfer for Clemson. Maybe I missed something, but yeah, that I got. I literally put in the notes as you can see, nothing. So we will move right along to Duke, Dalt. Um, I've got Miles Jones, cornerback from A&M, and then Al Blades, another defensive back from Miami. And real quick, the, the one thing I noticed about these transfers in the ACC, a lot of interconference transferring, uh, a lot of these guys that we have named. It's kind of not not really weird, and it's not uncommon, really, but it just it seems like there's a lot seemed of like them. Seems like a lot more than in a normal conference. You have all these guys, which will obviously continue to go down this list, but I know Al Blades, the defensive back guy that was highly, pretty highly touted out of high school. Things just didn't really seem to work at Miami. I don't think a whole lot of stuff has worked at Miami. No. And so, you know, big, that's, that's a good pickup for, for Mike Elko there at Duke, you know, a team that was a lot better than people thought they were going to be a year ago. They're really good defensively. And, and you yeah. know, Mike Elko comes from, uh, Texas A&M as their former DC. And he really just kind of brought the philosophy of, Hey, we're going to play really good defense and we're not going to shoot ourselves on the foot. And it, and for the most part it worked. I mean, you didn't get right. n- very many big signature wins, but in a, in a first year, I believe that was his first. Yeah. His first year at Duke, you can't hate, what did they go? Seven and five. Uh, they went nine and four, nine and four. Okay. So I mean, yeah, even better than I thought. So yeah, you see, can't, I actually wrote that down yesterday, and I was like, "Duke went nine and four. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really good for a Duke program. I know that they had had some success a few years back. Yeah, I mean, it's been more than a few. Well, they, they made the they, ACC championship. Yeah, they played A and M in that. I think like the Cotton Bowl. I think yeah. a few years ago. It's been. I mean, yeah, it's been. Well, it's been more than five, that because that was years. when Johnny Manziel was there. Mm, Manziel played OU in the Cotton Bowl. Then he played, turned around, and played Duke Did he? the next year. Okay, so about ten years. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, you know, I don't have a lot on the Miles Jones kid. Um, but if you get a guy from AM, he's probably a pretty, you know Here here's my thing. Did I not see something about the Jones kid getting kicked off the team? Or was that the kid that went to Georgia? I'm not sure. I I if I if he if he did, I did the article that I pulled some of the stuff from, I didn't I didn't see that. So okay, and, 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 I, and I, I might be wrong. Been, it could have been before that happened. Now, I, I, I might be happened. wrong. You know, I think it was the Georgia kid that actually got removed from the team that transferred to from A and M to Georgia. So I think I'm wrong. So on that note, uh, yeah, you know, uh, like you said, uh, Duke defense it was pretty good. Makes some some quality additions in in those two guys on the back end, and and so you know, Duke and another team they're right there. What was it like fifth, sixth? They were tied. Yeah, tied uh, for sixth. Potentially, maybe could make make a little bit of noise if they can figure some things out offensively. Obviously, um, so we'll we'll move right along, Dalt, to Florida State, and uh, I couldn't. Uh, we we could have listed 
seven, eight guys on this for them because Mike Norvell, as far as recruiting in general, and then the transfer portal has really just killed it, knocked it out of the park. But uh, the three guys we've got is Keon Coleman, wide receiver, the Jaheim Bell kid tied in, and then Fentrell Cypress, a cornerback from Virginia, another, like I said, in, in, in conference transfer. Um, probably the biggest name here is the, is the Cypress kid. You know, he was like, I think the top guy in the portal for a long time at that cornerback position. Um, big, long, rangy guy uh, that's probably going to fit right in to uh, what, you know, was a, a pretty solid defense a year ago. Nothing great, but uh, he was, you know, basically the only thing going for Virginia a year ago on either side of the ball. So, Obviously, that's a huge pickup for Florida State there. And then Jaheim Bell, the tight end, he was at South Carolina, I believe. Yes. That's what I said. Yes. And, you know. That tight end room is was a little is a little bit of a mystery at South Carolina. Yeah. You had Stogner come in. Right. This, and then you had Bell, and now they're both gone. And then South Carolina brings in two tight ends from right. other places to replace them. I well, yeah, I mean, it says here that he had 55 receptions in two years at South Carolina and actually also rushed 80 times for three, over just over 300 yards. Um, so kind of a versatile guy. You know, I know it. not really a name that is like a real household name, but I know it's a guy that was that Florida State's very happy about getting, um, which I, I don't even know what their tight end situation looked like before him well i mean they they have a tight end he just slots out wide and plays on the outside right and johnny wilson and yeah so so you know you talk about bill and then coleman and you add that to johnny wilson like i think it's pretty safe to say florida state probably the best receiving core in the conference one of with with those he's the most uh what would you say the most proven right I mean, you never want to count out Clemson, but on that on that note, like what? Well, that's been a thing of concern for Clemson the last few years. Like basically, since they had the Ross kid and T Higgins, they haven't they haven't really had a receiver that's been anything to write home about. So, like I said, it's it's a Florida State's got a lot of momentum, and they added to that with this portal class. Like I said, there was there was plenty of other guys that we could have named, um, but. Those seem like the three kind of most impactful to me, um, but we'll we'll move right along, Dalt, to uh, Georgia Tech, and uh, we've got familiar name Haynes King, quarterback from A and M. Then they also picked up a linebacker and Andre White, and then uh, Travion Cooley, running back, another in conference from Louisville. Um, seems like every, every one of these teams has <laughs> has a guy from the conference in there. I was portal. about to say, is it not just like a trading card right, deal on right. the transfer portal? Everybody, every coach walks in is like, I've got him in the portal. Do you want him? What would you trade him for? Right. And so, you know, you you look at the the Cooley kid. He, he uh, you know, I, I don't really know a whole lot about the guy, but it, it looks like he was – pretty good last year at Louisville and I think he'll definitely add some depth to that to that room there for for Georgia Tech um the the biggest name here obviously is Haynes King um 
Well, it's it's a big name. It, well, it's it's a familiar name. I, yeah. I guess I shouldn't say maybe the most impactful, but it's it's a familiar name. Um, obviously, with him being at A and M, things obviously never quite worked out for him at A and M. You know, and then you know they have the Weigman kid, who's seemed like was going to be the guy in in the end, regardless. Yeah, writing on the wall for that. Um, so. It's obviously a good pickup for Georgia Tech. You know, quarterback's not been a position that they've been great in. It's Michael Vick's little brother. Yeah. So I mean, and then you you look at the Andre White kid at linebacker. Dalt. I mean, don't don't really know a whole lot about him. I just know most of the most of the uh, lists that I looked through. I, you know. One of four transfers for Brent Key at linebacker. It's basically an overhaul at the position because of what they, I think, either lost to the portal or to the to graduation. Um, so we'll move on. Uh, Louisville, Storm Duck, cornerback, North Carolina. After <laughs> there's your trade. There's your trade. Louis- did, didn't he transfer to North Carolina from somewhere else to like Oregon? I think. Or no, I'm thinking because of his name. I, I swear he transferred from somewhere else. You're, you're thinking of the other good corner that was at Oregon who's now in the NFL, that well, Gonzalez kid. Well, I I had to double check because I I want to say the Duck kid like committed to go somewhere. Like I want maybe like Cincinnati and yeah. then decided not to and went to Louisville. Like it, it was something like that because I had to double check and make sure he actually was at Louisville. But then another name you got Jack Plummer, quarterback that uh, is he was at Cal and I believe before that was at Purdue, so he teams back up with Jeff Brome there at Louisville, and then Jamari Thrash, wide receiver that a lot of people are pretty high on out of Georgia State. Um, it's a pretty good class for Louisville, and some quality guys that you look at the Louisville team maybe sleeper there under you know jeff brome they definitely upgraded at head coach um (laughs) after after satterfield decided to head head down the road for cincinnati don't think uh, any of the cardinal faithful were real upset about that no they were happy that he (laughs) left i mean that's that's what that's when you know you lost like when you're cincinnati you know you lose the coaching carousel whenever you get a head coach in and Immediately, the other fans are like, "Right, yes, he's gone." Right, and so you you talk about the thrash kid, Dalt. He he finished eleventh actually nationally in receiving yards per game, just under a hundred yards, so nothing just crazy. But um, gonna probably be their number one guy. Uh, uh, I think that's pretty well, safe to say. Is the big kid still there? The big six seven kid at Louisville? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. If he is, he, he may very well be, but I'm not sure. I, I couldn't remember if he was a senior or if, or if he went to the draft. I just remember them having that giant wide receiver. Right. And so, yeah, you know, the, the big thing for Louisville, like I said, they, they are a potential sleeper for that conference, I think. Um, there's just a, a home run hire in Brome, bringing him home. I believe that's where he played. I'm pretty sure if I saw that right. And then, you know, it, it was a, a pretty good defense a year ago. Only gave up just a, just right around twenty seven points a game, so you know a, a really quality class, kind of just addressing what they needed through the portal, which is you know always what you want to try to do. 
Um, so we'll, we'll move on here to Miami, Dalt. And, you know, a couple of guys I didn't actually put on the list. I believe they got a couple offensive line transfers. I know they got the, I think, the Cohen kid from Alabama. Yeah. Um, which big, big time recruit guy. Um, but I've got uh, Devontae Brown on here and Francisco Ma. My Magoa, 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 um, linebacker. He's out of Washington State, and the Brown kids from from UCF. You know, I don't necessarily know that defense was really the problem for Miami a year ago. I think they've got some things. No, they that, they were solid for the most part on defense. They weren't. Now, don't get me wrong. They weren't just outstanding on defense, but the offense not being able to score right any points is what ultimately killed them. Yeah, so I mean, the, the Magoa kid, Magoa, however you say it, um, sixty tackles a year ago at Washington State. So you know, never a bad a bad guy to add in that regard. And then I mean, the Brown kid, I don't, I couldn't really, I couldn't really find a whole lot on him other than he was just on most of the list that I looked at. So. We'll, we'll we'll move on from there. And this North Carolina is actually interesting that we're talking about this because I just saw, I don't know if you saw the Devontae Walker kid, the wide receiver. He actually got denied eligible, immediate eligibility. I was going to talk about that. I, uh, I was listening to uh, the late kick last night. Yeah. I actually watched it live. And Josh Pate was extremely adamant about how upset he was at the NCAA for this ruling because this kid, he went to Kent or he went to somewhere and then transferred to Kent state. Yeah. Like he didn't play his first year at the school. He went to went to Kent state and then was the leading receiver in the Mac. And if you're the leading receiver in the Mac, that's, that's no, oh, yeah. that's no, just being like ah, whatever. You're not a power five team because the yeah, Maxion has a lot of really good right, offenses. Right, good player. So, I mean, this was kind of a highly sought guy, and the fact that he wanted to come back home to North Carolina because right. his grandma was sick and he wanted to be home, and the NCAA says ah, no. So, hopefully, somebody actually looks into this, right, and they get this right because they say, well, this is his third school. I mean, technically it is, but he didn't play where he was. Right. Like, he didn't play a snap at right. the school he originally so, went to. Yeah, I mean, he he's looking to replace the, you know, Josh Downs, the kid that left for the NFL, yeah. obviously. So that that's just a position of need. And then you look at these two defensive guys. Obviously, Mac Brown down there at, at North Carolina, he's looking for anything to improve that defense. That, that defense was, was it's, horrible it's just, last year. So it's been really bad. So, you know, n- nothing major from either of those two guys. Another, you know, Florida State, the Gainer kids from Florida State. So another, you know, in-conference guy. Trading uh, cards. Yeah. You, so, you give up Storm Duck. Yeah. You get yeah, right. <laughs> Florida so, State's guy. So, and then Florida State gets UVA's cornerback like exactly that's that's how the trading card went and uh yet again here we go to nc state doll i've only got one name and it's uh the armstrong kid quarterback from virginia um probably probably one of the more notable names just because of being a quarterback as far as in this whole portal class as far as the acc goes you know just never really got it just i i 
I think, yeah, that's what it was. He So the play caller, offensive coordinator, left after his first year at Virginia, who he's now actually reunited with at North Car- Carolina State. Robert Anai is his name. Um, I mean, so, he had a pretty good freshman year, right. I thought. And like, so it, this, I think, you know, this is a, a pretty quality get for um, NC State. You lose you Devin Leary. Devin Leary. So that's that was obviously a position of need. So Armstrong, uh, I believe one list I looked at, he was like the top, like as far as the all-portal all team, he was the the quarterback for that team. So good, good pickup there for the Wolfpack. And, you know, moving right along, Dalt, Pittsburgh, same thing. We got a quarterback from Boston College, Phil Jerkovich. Heck of a name. Uh, kind of been a guy that's just been around forever has you know put up quite a bit of numbers just because he's an older guy um but narduzzi i'm sure he'll he'll work his magic with with him i think pittsburgh's another kind of another one of those acc teams that's kind of under the radar that plays you know they always tend to play really good defense you oh know? that that tied for sixth and eighth spots kind right. of interesting with right. duke virginia or duke i'm sorry duke pitt pitt and yeah. uh louisville right so you know, I don't don't know a whole lot about the guy, uh, but I know Pittsburgh's pretty excited about him based on everything that I read. So obviously they they feel like that's a good pickup, and it never hurts to have a guy that uh, he's been around the block a time or two. Well, and you lose your starting quarterback, right. Keaton Slovis, for right. the fifth school that he yeah. went to. <laughs> uh, so moving on, Dalt, we go to Syracuse. I got Jaden Gold here, defensive back from Nebraska, which I know – uh, Dino Babers and those guys at Syracuse, they're they're pretty excited about this guy. You know, you look at a, a defensive back and it's like, you know, how much how much of a difference can you really make? But I know from everything I read, he was pretty highly recruited out of high school. Coaching change at Nebraska. Obviously a lot of turnover there. So Syracuse was they were good early on a year ago, and then they lost that game to Clemson after they let Clemson come back. Oh, they just spiraled they kinda, after that. They kind of just fell apart. But it was a team that – another team that kind of – you kind of keep an eye on, but they played pretty good defense a year ago, and, and I'm sure he's a welcomed addition as far as that's concerned. And so I I wish I could say more, but th- this, this transfer portal class is just not a lot of – not a whole lot of meat on the bone. No, not a lot here. of huge names. We move on to uh, Virginia, and uh, we got a running back from Clemson, the Kobe Pace kid, another in conference. And then I have Tony Musket, the quarterback from Monmouth. Um, I saw where he's basically battling it out with the guy that was there for that starting job. Uh, and you see a quarterback and a running back, obviously the running back from Clemson. So I don't know if he was there when Elliott was at Clemson. Probably. That's probably why he's at Virginia now reunite with his former OC offense uh definitely a needs a, a boost at Virginia kind of kind of weird to think too for a, a head coach that was an OC but the that Virginia offense was really bad a year ago I think they I think I had it down here somewhere uh 17 points per game that they scored a year ago. That, that, so, that dog is not going to, that dog going to hunt. Uh, yeah. If I look here, let's see. So gave up 17 a game, Dalt, and uh, allowed 24. So they, they lost by a touchdown you're, on average. You're going to, you're not, you're not going to win very many games no. doing that. So obviously they, they look like they went and kind of tried to get some guys that may aid in that regard. And you know, and if you're a, uh, if you're a Virginia fan, getting a running back from Clemson, 
never hurts no. because I mean, let's and, be real. Was a copy paste kid going to be better than uh, Will Shipley? Shipley? No. Probably not. So he made a decision. Hey, I'm going to go go somewhere I can play. Go play for the guy that recruited me originally, and, and let's let's go see what I can't get done. He was a pretty highly touted guy, right? I feel like I've, I've heard the name. I know he was like, at least a four star, right? So, uh, yeah, you know, probably a couple quality pickups for for a Virginia squad that really needs the help. They they can't go anywhere but up. Yeah, if we're being they honest. need the help. And so we'll move, you know, across the state to Virginia Tech, Dalt, and we've got uh, I guess that's Bashul, Bashul Tootin, Tootin, a running back from North Carolina A and T, and then Ali Jennings, wide receiver from Old Dominion, uh, the Jennings kid. Apparently, pretty good from everything that I've read. Um, so he looks like a guy that's gonna. And even the Tootin kid, these these were two of the top names on one of the lists that I actually looked at. Um, you know, he had yeah over thirteen hundred yards. I mean, this is obviously at the FCS level a year ago, but over thirteen hundred rushing yards, thirty one receptions. So he's kind of a versatile guy that you know I think. Kind of one of those Virginia Tech probably feels like a little bit of a diamond in the rough. Um, so another team in Virginia Tech that's just been really down on their luck and kind of the same thing with Virginia, I believe. They uh kind of looking for basically anything. Yeah, 19 points a game in 2022. So obviously you see wide receiver running back. I don't really know what the quarterback situation is for Brent Pry there, uh, but – they this, obviously get, give somebody some weapons. Right, yeah. Like we're pick, not, pick up some weapons and yeah. surely, surely something good can come of that. Yeah, you're not you're not just you're not just so good. You're just like ah, we'll be all right. No, you you take them where you get them. Right. So our final team, Dulles Wake Forest. We got another North Carolina A and T guy. I don't know a lot about him, but it was basically the only real name I could find. Oh, poor, uh, Wake, poor Wake, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. You found a lot more names that hit the portal than came uh, through the portal to I'm, to play for the De- Demon Deacons. Uh, um, obviously, the big one being uh, Sam Hartman. Right, Sam Hartman. I know they lost several defensive guys, um, but yeah, the Roberts kid. The if I remember I, what I read about him, he's really. Just like a really instinctual guy, really just a solid player. Kind of always probably gonna one kinda, of the linebackers that's always around the ball. Yeah, gonna gonna anchor that defense. So it's obviously a good addition for a Wake Forest team that doesn't, you know, based even on this preseason poll, they don't uh, not, not, not a whole super lot of hope. not super low expectations, but not not real high ones either. So, but Dalt, that that rounds out our transfer portals, which you know. Last couple episodes, we've we've had a little bit more to talk about because, I mean, there just have been more guys for the SEC, obviously, and then the Big 12. Like, it's just, like you said, a little bit more meat on the bone. But, you know, with that, we'll get into our over-unders. And basically, you know, we'll talk about these over-unders, talk about returners. We'll kind of, you know, discuss each and every one of these teams and kind of after that, we'll obviously give our predictions. Um, but our first team, we have Boston College, Dalt. Five and a half is the over-under. They return eight guys on offense, five on defense for a total of 13 returning starters. Um, before we do this, I will read you the schedule. They got at home, they got Northern Illinois, Holy Cross, Florida State, Virginia, Yukon, Virginia Tech, and Miami. They go to Louisville, to Army, to Georgia Tech, to Syracuse, and to Pittsburgh. Five and a half for the Golden Eagles of Boston College. What what do you think about that? I, I'm. They got to get to six. 
and they kind of get all their monsters at home. Right. They have wood Clemson. So that that's always a plus. You get Florida State at home, which not that I feel like that's going to matter a whole lot. Right. But you, uh, I, I'm going to go over. I think that their non-con is really gettable. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I mean you play Holy Ar- Cross, Army, North Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois, yeah. So I, I'm going to take the over. I think that. Boston College kind of sets himself up with a pretty good schedule, and it never hurts to have eight returning offensive starters. The defense you're going to kind of worry about, but if this is any kind of Boston College of old, they're going to run the football and control the tempo of the game. So I'm going to take the over. I think that they have – I think they maybe get to – Six. Six. Six easily, maybe seven. Right. If they can find a way to, like, beat a Miami or something. Yeah, so – I'm actually going to take the under here. I think they sit at five. Um, you talk about that that non-con at Army. I think Army wins that game. Do you? Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, the rest of it, I, I think Florida State's going to be better than them. Louisville. The the one that could get them, even if they do lose that game to Army. Because um, I, I do think the other three, they're definitely winning. And then they're probably going to beat Virginia and Virginia Tech. I would think, because I think those two teams are probably going to be the two worst teams in the conference, I think. Georgia Tech is right there, too, but that's kind of a... One of those if games. Yeah, So, but I think they lose to Syracuse, probably. I think they probably lose to Pitt, probably Miami. Um, but, you know, they got to figure some things out on the defensive side of the ball, Dalt. They gave up just over 30 points a game in 2022. Um, so, obviously, a, a lot a lot to, uh, a lot to work on, but... Three and nine a year ago, so it's it if even if they just get to five, it would be an improvement. Um, so you'll take the over there. You got them getting to six. I will take the under at five, and that takes us to Clemson. And we don't have a hook here. We've got ten. So they got to get to eleven. Right, got to get to eleven. They have seven offensive returners, eight on defense for a total of fifteen. Um, this is a team with a lot of intrigue. Dalt, um, new OC. Coach Garrett Riley from TCU. Rich get richer. Yeah. And uh I I think that I'm taking the over. I mean, I just not I don't even really have to know their schedule. Oh, but sorry, I'll give it to you. I mean, but but I mean you're gonna tell me Clemson brings back fifteen starters. Right. And I think I mean one of the better running back quarterback combos in the conference. But if you want me to read their schedule, I will. Uh, they got Charleston Southern at home, That's, Florida Atlantic, Florida State, Wake, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, North Carolina. They go to Duke, Syracuse, Miami, NC State, and then South Carolina to finish off the season. So, I mean, your your toughest road game is not even a conference game at South Carolina, more than likely. And that's a team that they've basically beat their brains in for the last 10 or so years up until last year. Yeah. I... I I'm gonna take the push. Gonna take the push. You think I'm, they just I'm, hit 10? I'm gonna take the push. Not, I not, don't hate that. Not because I think Clemson's gonna be just quote unquote bad, but you got to look at that non-conference of Notre Dame and South Carolina. Yeah, you you could very easily lose the Florida State game. Yeah, a place that dreams go to die in NC State. Yeah, 
being kind yeah, of a, kinda, that's a very tough place to play. They've given them a little bit of a tr- a little bit of trouble, and for not sure. and not just them. And in the past, they've kind of had Florida State on the ropes whenever they were good with Jameis Winston, right down there. So I, I'm going to take the push at ten and two. I mean, it's. I think there's a good chance, Dalt. You may disagree. I think there's a good chance they go twelve and zero. Well, I think that I, I think that that's very capable. I, I'm not pick. I wouldn't pick anybody to go twelve and zero, except you know maybe Georgia or Alabama. And you didn't and, pick Georgia didn't to pick go twelve and zero. Um, but I mean, their toughest two games are probably Notre Dame and South Carolina. I mean, Florida State. I, but they get Florida State early, which helps. And but, so, but does it does it help though? Well, it should. The, the one thing about Clemson that draws concern to me, like I just talked about a little bit ago, is the wide receiver position. Like they don't really have, a, and I know I could be wrong. I'm not super familiar with Clemson, um, but I don't think they really have anybody that is worth ta- like not not that they're not worth talking about, but just nobody that's proven like yeah, that I'm no, aware of. Yeah, I like agree. I said, you got the Shipley kid who can kind of do it all. And then Klubnik, obviously, he can do it with his arm and his legs a little bit. Uh, the defense is the loaded. defense is going to be I mean, very. It's going to be it's going to be one of the, probably the best defense in the conference, one of the best in the country. Um, so, I, I like the over here. I think they go if not eleven and one. I think they go twelve and zero. So, I, I'm I'm gonna take the push at ten and ten, and just just <laughs> pray that Notre Dame gets them. Took the easy way out. Oh, you know. <laughs> All right, moving on, Dalt. We go to Duke. Um, Nine and four a year ago, finished five and three in the conference. Uh, their their uh, over under right now is at six. And here's the schedule: they got Clemson at home. At home, they got Clemson, Lafayette, Northwestern, um, Notre Dame, North Carolina State, Wake, and Pittsburgh. They go to UConn, Florida State, Louisville, North Carolina, and Virginia. Not not the easiest not an easy of schedule. schedule. No, I mean no. that's. Uh, you know, they draw Notre Dame, which, you know, Notre Dame typically plays a lot of, they're basically an ACC team yeah. in all reality. Um, but, you know, you do get Florida State at home. You get North Carolina at home. So two of the top three in the preseason poll, they get at home. You know. You bring back nine right, and eight. 17 total starters. Like the, a team that a almost team that, won double-digit games. Yeah, so, I mean, you're – and you're you're pegging them at six, and I know why you peg them at six. But the big thing with Duke is you talk about they hire Mike Elko, defensive guy. They went from allowing they allowed just under forty points a game in twenty twenty one. They improved that to uh, twenty two points a game. That's in twenty twenty two. That's massive. I mean, that's over. That's basically three scores. I that, mean, that's huge. Um, Offense was ranked third in yards per play at 6.1 a year ago. So, you know, like I said, Duke was a team that you didn't get a lot of run on, but they were not a bad team a year ago. So, I mean, they they went eight and four in the conference, and that's kind of big with the conference that was spearheaded by right. Florida or Florida State, um, Clemson, North Carolina, had Drake May that was drawing all the attention in. So Duke kind of flew under the radar. Right. And I, I'm taking the over. Uh, it, I know the schedule's tough. I Yeah. I mean, I'm going to take the over, too. I actually made a mistake a minute ago saying they had Florida State and North Carolina at home. They actually have Clemson and, yeah, just, just Clemson at home. They go to Florida State and North Carolina. I was looking at the wrong team. 
So out of those top three teams, they only get one of them at home. And then, like we said, with Notre Dame. Um, but, yeah, I think I like the over here too, Dalt. I mean, I, they could go eight and four. I could see him I going six and getting, six, though, too. I mean, being yeah, a push. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think that I think that they could get to seven and five fairly easily. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you look at the non-con, other than Notre Dame, I think they win those three yeah. pretty pretty easily for the most part. Northwestern's obviously a kind of a disaster right now with uh, Fitzgerald being gone. Fire. Lafayette and UConn. UConn, you know, had a good year last year under Jim Mora, but they're not going to beat, beat Duke. Duke. Um, they might. They I mean they couldn't basketball, but they're not going to do it. Right. <laughs> they're not going to do uh, it in football. So I mean, you're looking at probably like Louisville, Wake Forest, and North Carolina. They're going to need to probably win at least one of those three games, which I think is very possible. I mean, you got you got Pitt, Louisville, and and Duke, where those three teams right there at you know six, 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 and eight. Yeah. So. I'm gonna take the over. I think they get seven and five. I think they go seven and five. I I I do too. I I think that it's very possible for them to go eight and four again. But I mean, I think that if your four losses at the end of the year are Notre Dame, Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina, right, you're not mad, right. So we both like the over there. Okay. So uh, moving on, we got Florida State team that a lot of people are high on. The over under here is nine and a half. Dull. We've got. Eight on offense, eight on defense for a total of 16. You know, we talked about the transfer portal being huge for the Seminoles. Kind of seems like if it's going to happen with Norvell, that this is kind of his year. I know you've got Clemson there kind of lurking, you know, and they've been a thorn kind of in their side since Florida State, you know, since the Jimbo and Jameis Winston era. Um, Nine and a half, though. What what are we thinking here, Dalt? Gotta, you got to get to 10. Got to get to ten, and your schedule is kind of it's tough. I mean, it's it's actually that actually it's really not that tough. Well, you've got two games because they do still play Clemson, right? Yes, and they go to Clemson. Though okay, so you go to Clemson, you play here. I got it. LSU too, right? So there, I mean, there's there's two potential losses right there. I know you beat LSU last year, but that was LSU, right? Yeah, so they Early. got uh, technically at home LSU. That's actually a neutral site game. Um, Southern Miss, Vautech, Syracuse, Duke, Miami, North Alabama. They go to Boston College, Clemson, Wake, Pitt, and then Florida to end the year. So two SEC okay, teams in so, a non-con. Yeah, but, but one of them's Florida. Really bad. I I think you take the over. Oh, here. I yeah, think, I, yeah. I think they go ten and two. Not not necessarily easily because they could fall right on their face. I mean, Florida State has kind of done that. But I don't think I, 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 like, I actually thought that they had to play more than what they do. Yeah, no, they, so they I, th- I thought they had to play North Carolina mm-mm. and uh, NC State. Pretty, pretty favorable schedule. So I, I think, yeah, 10, you, 10 and two is very, very attainable. Yeah. So, so give me the over as well. Right. I mean, it's it's a team that one of the best defensive linemen, if not the best in the conference, decided to come back in the verse kid. The verse kid. Um, you, like we said, you added the Cypress kid in the back end. Um, obviously, Jordan Travis, kind of a one of the – probably going to be on the short list of the Heisman uh, as far as the beginning of the season. Uh, then you have – you know, we talked about Johnny Wilson, big six foot seven guy that you just basically can't miss for you, the most part. You add Keon which, Coleman. He's had a few issues with drops here and there, but – 
I, I like Florida State a lot this year. I, I think they I think they go ten and two, and I think we probably see a rematch of them and Clemson, which we'll talk about in the ACC championship. But we'll both like the over there, Dalt. So we'll move on to Georgia Tech. Four and a half. We got five on offense, six on defense for a total of eleven. And you got to get to starters. five. And one of your non-cons is Georgia. Uh, yeah, we, <laughs> we got to get to five here, Dalt. And I, I mean, looking at this schedule, let's see here. We got uh, at home, which Louisville. This is technically it was a neutral site game, so that but it's considered a home game. We got South Carolina State, Bowling Green, Boston College, North Carolina, Syracuse, and they get Georgia at home. And then on the road, they go to Ole Miss. Oh, Wake, Miami, UVA, and Clemson. They're not getting to five. No, they're, they're not, not getting, getting to five. five. No, no, give me the under. No chance. Give uh, me the under. I got the under, too. I, I think if they win any games, they're probably, you know, they're winning two of their non-conference games, South Carolina State, Bowling Green, more than likely. Are they going to beat Bowling Green? <laughs> well, I mean, you would think so. Maction, don't don't doubt the Maction. Uh, They're going to beat South Carolina State. Um, so I mean, the only other team that I feel like they could get in conference, they play UVA. Yeah, how, how bad and is Boston College? In Boston College, yeah. so there, there's that's four, maybe four. If they beat Bowling Green, maybe four. Yeah, but so. you, but nobody else on that list is anybody you're going to sneak up on and no, get. I mean. I could see him pulling something out maybe against Wake because of having a new staff and, you know, kind of the uncertainty at Wake Forest right now with what all they lost. So I I could see him getting to five. I could you could make a pretty solid argument, but I think they probably if they, they, anything they get to four. They could also lose to bowling green. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I think they get to four and that's that's so we we both like the under there at all. I I don't I mean, you know, Defense, the offensive line allowed 39 sacks a year ago. It's not going to get better. That's really bad. Well, and here's my thing. That's a lot of passes for a team that runs a triple option. Defense allowed just over five yards of play. I mean. Five yards in a cloud of dust. That's not not great. No, it's Um, not great. So, you know, Brent Key, who's now the head coach, he was the interim. And he did some good things in conference play. They went four and four after you know, they, they finished five and seven. So, you know, made up for a bad non-conference with a pretty good, you know, run through the conference. But yeah, I, I don't see them getting to five. So I'm taking the under as well as you. So we both, we both like the under there on Georgia tech. And that takes us to Louisville Dalt. And, uh, what Louisville um, is eight. That's a huge, that's a huge number. We got three on offense, six on defense for a total of nine returning starters. Um, we talk about Louisville, definitely upgraded at head coach with Jeff Brome. And they get Jack Plummer, the quarterback, who we talked about in the transfer portal. You know, defense, I talked about they gave up just under 28 a game, which is not bad. I mean, if you can, if you can keep it under 30, like, you know, you're – solid that's a solid in, in today's unit. in today's football yes. yes um but here here's well let me go through the schedule here before we we got at home we got murray state boston college north uh not north dakota notre dame duke virginia tech uva and kentucky and then on the road they go to georgia tech which is actually neutral indiana nc state pittsburgh and miami so 
Golly, getting a nine. Man, they got a really favorable schedule, though, Dalt. I I think they could go nine and three. I do. Oh, come on now. I, I mean, I heard four losses on there just off rip. Who? So who? Uh, so Notre Dame. Okay. Kentucky. Okay. Um, they don't play Florida State or Clemson or North Carolina or North Carolina, but they do have to play NC State. NC State and Pitt, probably the two toughest games outside of Kentucky and Notre Dame. You Man, got a, you got a veteran quarterback. They play. With a they really, play. They play Duke too. Yeah, yeah, but they they get Duke at home, which not that Louisville is like the toughest place to play, but they get them at home. That's my thing here. Like their their toughest games, Kentucky and Notre Dame are both at home, which you know, say what you want about Louisville being like a tough place to play. It, it helps obviously having them at home. I'm taking the over. I think they go nine and three. Why not? Add a little flair. I'm I'm gonna take the under. Okay. I, I think they go seven and five. I Fair think enough. I think you have a brand new staff. I mean a brand new staff top to bottom. And you're gonna tell me you have three offensive and six defensive my, starters. My one counterpart to the staff thing though is it's not a new head coach. Jeff Brom had a lot of success at Purdue for a long time. Yeah, but and he's probably got better talent at Louisville. Yeah, I'm not totally disagreeing with you. It, obviously, having a new coach, new system, it it doesn't. It's not easy. But I I think that I think that they stubbed their toe. That's possible. A couple times I, in this, I could see it being a very easy push at eight and four. Honestly, I, I want, I want, I was going to take the push, but you said that's the easy way out. Give me the under. I think that uh, put the pressure on you. I, I just, you're going to tell me you have three returning offensive starters, and you want me to just think that you're going to win nine games. That's fair. That's I, fair. I understand the schedule is very favorable, but there's a team in here at Duke that I'm more. I look into them, the more I'm more I'm on the Elko train thinking that Duke could maybe even finish third yeah. in the I conference. Mean, like like we've said it we've said it agnosium today, Duke, Louisville, maybe even Pitt. Just some very, very good sleeper teams for this conference. But we'll move we'll move on, Dalt. We go to Miami. We got seven seven and a half here for Miami. We've got five returners on offense, seven on defense for a total of twelve. Um I'll go ahead and give you the schedule here. We've got uh, I messed something up. They got A&M, Bethune-Cookman, Georgia Tech, Clemson, UVA, and Louisville. On the road, they go to Temple, North Carolina, NC State, Florida State, and Boston College. Oh, they ha- yeah, that's what it was. They play Miami of Ohio. I just wrote Miami, so I was really confused. Yeah, Miami of Ohio. <laughs> the double up Battle yeah, of the so Miami. We, we got the Battle of the Miami. So... Man, what, what? Eight and four for this team is what you got to tell me. You're you got, getting yeah, you're getting to eight and four, and you play the three teams at the top of the at the top of the preseason media poll, and A and M, 
And Louisville, who's, <laughs> we just talked about being, being you pretty just, good. You just took Louisville going 9-3, and three, and I Miami think, was on that list of not – Miami was not one of the teams that you thought Louisville was going to lose to. No, no. So I think for me and my argument, for argument's sake, <laughs> I, I'm taking I'm taking the under here. I think they go 7-5, and five, which uh, obviously is an improvement from that 5-7 and seven mark a year ago, 3-5 and five in conference. Uh, so just off, off, just randomly off the top of the head, you're not beating Texas A&M, right? You're not beating Clemson, no. Not beating Florida State, no. Probably not beating North Carolina. Probably not beating North Carolina. And I, I, I don't think they're beating Louisville. I mean, I think they could. I think they probably have more talent. I, I, I do think Miami is a another interesting team. You know, I think they were finished picked fifth, I believe, in that media poll. Yeah. Um, so you know, so you're. Is this year two for Cristobal? Yes. Cristobal. And a lot of improvement made up front, which is where they needed it through the portal. And then they brought in some, they're going to be some, now they're going to be freshmen, first year guys, but highly, highly recruited offensive linemen. Well, and that's Cristobal is an outstanding offensive lineman recruiter. I mean, he had what essentially him leaving Oregon was the biggest blessing to Texas. The thing about Ever. Miami is they got to beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Dog. Yeah, and they, I mean you lose to Middle Tennessee the, last year. By, in the not 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 not, beat. not, not yeah. lose. Right, you get railroaded. So I mean, you can live with if they go nine and three and lose to Florida State, North Carolina, and Clemson. But you got to beat. But Louisville you know, that would be great. Duke. Right, you got to beat A and M. You got to beat Louisville. Now Duke's not think, on there, right? No, no, no. They don't play Duke. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I'm saying. You can't you can't lose Mark Cristobal in his second year. They they cannot lose these non. They should be they should not lose the non conference game go, besides a They should go three and one. And, and really, they could probably beat a I was going to say in all reality, that game was close a year ago, and I you know it was in Aggieland. Right. So, you know, Van Dyke's back at quarterback. Um, How good is that? Though they they did bring in you know the Tulane defensive coordinator that Lance Guidry or however you say his name, uh, but defense has got to get better, Dalt. Uh, I found this statistic 16 plays a year ago of 40 plus yards. Where does that rank? I don't know does where it, it ranks, but it's got to be down there pretty low. I would, I would imagine that's, that's not very good. Uh, you, you don't want to give up those, what they call uh explosive plays. So, you know, I, new, new DC, new OC, the, the Shannon Dawson, it's going to be interesting to see how he works with the Van Dyke kid at quarterback, but I'm taking the under here. I think they go seven and five. I'm gonna take the over because I think they beat Louisville. Okay, so you think they go eight and four? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you like the over there? I like the under. We will move on to North Carolina. Adult, another one that's pretty high. You know, North Carolina was they were a good team a year ago. They went like we said nine no, and five. No, they they were a good offense last year. That's true. So let's let's not go let's not go as far as saying they were a good team. They were a good offense. We got eight, and they were an absolute. <laughs> Eight and a, eight and terrible a half, defense. Six returners on offense, eight on defense for 14 total. And here is their schedule. They got at home, Appalachian State. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Minnesota. Didn't, didn't they play Appalachian <laughs> yes, State last and year? They, and it was like a they, crazy game. It was like they had to score like three touchdowns yeah. in like the last f- like four minutes or something like that. They, they kicked it, got the onside kick. And then scored, went for two to win it, I think. I love it. 
Or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe Appalachian State didn't get the two point conversion to, App State, to win baby. it. Maybe just ruining, oh, ruining just killing the lives dreams, and dreams of of the big and mighty. If by some miracle you were listening, Chris Del Conte, do not ever schedule Appalachian State in a Texas non-con. <laughs> okay, back to this schedule. We got App State, Minnesota, Syracuse, Miami, Virginia, Campbell, and Duke at home. They go to South Carolina first week of the season. That's actually neutral site game. It's in Charlotte, uh, but it's considered a road game for them. Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, Clemson, and NC State. I, oh. Man, I don't think they get to nine, Dalt. I, I think it's going to be hard to get to nine. Um, you know, obviously you bring back Drake May, best quarterback Ooh. in the conference. I think we can both agree. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are projecting him being the first quarterback off the board for some. But defense allowed 30, over 30 points a game a year ago, Dalt. Uh, Mac Brown's got to gotta figure it out. Um, but getting, getting Drake May back was huge because you know that he had some NIL money being thrown at him. From oh, I'm, everybody. I'm shocked that he's still there. So, I mean, I mean, what, what do you think here? Eight and a half. So, you play South Carolina in the non-con. I think when we talked about that, you had South Carolina winning that. Yeah, I believe and so. And I was kind of on the fence about it. I thought... I think it could go either way, but I think I, I thought, thought I'd pick South Carolina. I, I think I picked North Carolina on that one. That App State game, what... What... What what team's right. going to show up for Appalachian State? Call Jimbo and get the oh get gosh the, get the scouting report. Scouting report. Stop the Stop run. The ru- <laughs> Stop the run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you're going to beat Minnesota. That pit game on the road, kind of tough. Syracuse is going to be a tough win. You play Miami. I'm not so sure they beat Minnesota. To be honest with you, you know, do you think the fighting PJ Flex? Get the best of them. Well, hopefully he doesn't. In, in hopefully, Raleigh? hopefully he doesn't make his players run if they play bad, or else you know he might get canceled. Uh, well, I think if as long as he keeps them from humping each other, <laughs> having to hump each other after they play bad, well, don't, he's don't okay. Have in the in the locker room taking pictures, posting on OnlyFans. Yeah. Uh, I like the under here, Dalt. I think they go eight and four. Yeah, I'm, I'm they're, the under. they're not getting to nine. This schedule's you got Clemson on the road. You, I mean, go, you, you like Duke, and they play Duke. That's what I was gonna say. But you get Duke at home, rivalry game. I think Duke's gonna be better than North Carolina. I, I really think. I Duke, think they're gonna I be think, a better team. I think. Yeah. I think Duke's gonna be. I think Duke's gonna be really, really good. Yeah, that's fair. And if North Carolina doesn't get that uh, transfer waived, right. they have a big hole at wide receiver. Right. Yeah. So. As much as I really like Drake May, I'm going to take the under. I think nine is just too tough to get with this schedule. I agree. There, I mean, there's some really tough teams on this. Like, granted, you play Campbell, you play Virginia, you play, oh, golly, outside of them too, Georgia Tech. There's three for sure wins. But and then you go looking at the schedule, you could lose to South Carolina, you could lose to App State, you could lose to Minnesota. Pit games on the road. Which Syracuse teams is going to show up? I, I'm going to go the under. I think that seven and five is pretty attainable as well. So I mean, we're just oh man, this North Carolina team. If this defense doesn't get better, uh, yeah. it could, it could be the they end. They could of, go they, seven and five. They could go six and six. Yeah. So 
We both like the under here. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. Okay. So and, we'll, and not that I'm saying like North Carolina's gonna suck. I mean, but you're asking me to get North Carolina to nine wins. Oh, no doubt. I just I don't think so. The defense has to with what the defense showed me last year, I know we say last year doesn't matter, but as bad as they were last year, right. give give me the under on North Carolina. Okay. So moving on, we go stay stay in North Carolina here. We go to NC State right down the road. Uh we got seven here at all. No hook. Five on offense, returning six on defense for only 11 total for the Wolfpack. Um, you lose, arguably, last year, one of the best quarterbacks in the conference in the Leary kid. Um, but we talk about they bring in Brennan Armstrong. I'll go ahead and give you the schedule here before I forget. We've got... How many teams does Notre Dame play oh, I know. in the yeah, ACC? What, Just join them. They play, they play Notre Dame... Um, VMI. I meant to look that up, and I have no idea who that is. I meant to look it up, and I didn't do it. So VMI, whoever that is in the non-conference, I I don't even want to pretend to know. They're an FCS school. Yeah. Louisville, Marshall, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, and then on the road they go to UConn, uh, Virginia, Duke, Wake, and VaTech. I think this is a favorable schedule, Dalt, but... I just don't think NC State's going to be very good. I I just I think they could win seven, I, and I know I accuse you of taking the easy way out, but I I think seven is about right. I I don't. I mean, I mean, here's. I think they probably win all of their non-con besides Notre Dame. So that's three. So there's three. So you gotta you gotta get to you gotta and find then, four more. You play. I mean, Virgi- they got Virginia and Virginia Tech. Those should be wins. So that puts you at five. You're so I mean, Here, here's my thing. I, I'm gonna take the under. I think they go six and six. I, yeah. I changed my mind. I saw Louisville six and six. <laughs> Louis, 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 Louisville is just throwing a wrench at all your plans. You could you could not back off that Louisville oh, nine and three now. Look at you. I know. I know. Hey, I was sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, oh, Louisville. <laughs> dang, under, dang, under, dang. Under, under. So they, I think they get six. I think they're six and six. Like I said, they beat Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. Um. Marshall, Virginia, there's four, VMI, five, UConn, six. The rest of these games, you go to Duke, you get Clemson. We talked about Clemson at home. Yeah. I talked about Clemson at home. Could be could, could, be, could be a sleeper to get you right. to seven, but you don't get to eight. So I'm going to take the under, and I just I don't see them getting to eight. The thing about it- eight, eight for this team is unattainable. you I understand the Armstrong kid was pretty good. Yeah. But and that I mean, that's tough. One thing I'll say about NC State, they had a really good defense in twenty twenty two, only nine, just over nineteen points a game. So that that can keep you in ball games. And if they figure it out with the Armstrong kid and his former OC, um, the Anai guy, um, Poet didn't know it, Dalt. Poet didn't know uh, it. Um I could see him getting to seven. I just can't get to eight, dude. No, I can't. You you're gonna lose. And I I, I with Louisville, I think Louisville's gonna beat them. I think they're better than them. So I, so okay. So I, I think the they way go you six and six. The way you are with Louisville is the way I am looking down here. And every time I see Duke, I'm that's, like, and that's fine. There's a nail. I, I think Louisville and Duke are both gonna be really solid teams. So so we both like the under here. Yeah, I'm taking the under. Okay. 
Uh, moving on to Pittsburgh, Dalt, and we've got that seven spot again. Um, we've got not a lot of hooks. No, we've got in the ACC. Same thing as NC State. Eleven total returners, just vice versa on offense, defense. Six offense, five defense. Um, go ahead and give you the schedule here, if I can pull it up. We got at home. We got Wofford, Cincinnati, North Carolina, Louisville, Florida State, Boston College. On the road, they go to West Virginia, Vautech, Wake, Notre Dame again, Syracuse, and Duke. A couple of Big 12 schools on that non-con now with Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is going to be awful. So So is West Virginia. (laughs) West Virginia, yeah, probably going to be awful. A couple bottom feeders more than likely of the Big 12. So outside of Notre Dame, like I've said about a lot of these uh, ACC teams, I think think the non-cons – Fairly attainable. They're very attainable. Can I give you a little bit of a, a run a run here and kind okay. of shock you? Okay. Take a wild guess what network Cincinnati and Pitt are playing on. Uh, is it probably some streaming network? I don't know. The CW. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the CW. Back like we never <laughs> left. Hey, watch the CW. Uh, yeah, you can see your your football game at 2.30 and then catch, you know, live your, golf. your basic, yeah, live golf maybe early in the and morning. Young and young Sheldon. And then, yeah, your basic cable television <laughs> that night. Finish it off maybe like some some adult cartoons to, to put you to sleep. Um, seven. No, in, in all seriousness, they're going to beat Walford. I think they could get to eight. I think they could get to eight, too. You beat Walford. You beat Cincinnati. You beat West Virginia. You could beat North Carolina. Not beating Louisville. <laughs> Not beating Duke. Uh, Yeah, I, I think they lose to Notre Dame, Florida State, Louisville, and Duke. And I think as much as I love Lou, as much as I'm on Louisville and as much as you're on Duke, I think they could split that and beat one of them. Yeah. So they, I, I mean, I think nine and three could be realistic. Maybe. Now, that North Carolina is a big question mark, but I think they could beat North Carolina. Pitt's usually a very physical team, and North Carolina is basically everything but that, for the most part. the the game The game that scares me, that kind of teeters me, is you got that run of Pitt, Florida State, and then you go to Syracuse, right. And there's always that game in the Carrier Dome that is just Syracuse finds a way. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm gonna take the over here. I think they get. I think they at least get to eight. I think there's a potential path to nine, honestly. But I don't. I don't think they get to I, nine. I'm gonna take the push at seven and five. Okay, that's fine. Um, I I like the over at eight. Uh, <laughs> like I said, they very physical defense only allowed 22 points a game last year. They, you know, they they believe they upgraded at quarterback with the Jerkovic guy. Um, I don't know that they necessarily upgraded, but not a not a bad guy to have. I I like the over. I like eight and four. I think they I think they only lose to Notre Dame, Florida State, and then like I said, Duke and Louisville. I think they beat North Carolina. And I think they could beat Louisville or Duke, one or the other. Like I said, I think there's I think there's a fair path to nine. Now they could go seven and five. I, I don't disagree with you necessarily on that either, but I'm going to take the over at eight. I like eight. Syracuse. Six and a half, Dalt. Five returners on offense, eight on defense for a total of 13 for Dino Babers and Co. 
last year they finally snap a, a losing season streak. They go seven and six, like we said earlier. Kind of got off to a hot start, but that Clemson game kind of derailed them. I think they were undefeated when they played that game. I believe they like were five and zero or something. Who like did that. they? Who did they play in week like three or four? It was a really good game. It was a highly touted game, and Syracuse just kind of. I'm not. I sure. think it was Illinois. Yeah, maybe. You might be right there. And Syracuse really bottled up the Chase Brown kid. So here's a schedule, doll. We got at home, we got Colgate, Western Michigan, Army, Clemson, Boston College, Pittsburgh, and Wake. On the road, they go to Purdue, North Carolina, Florida State, Vautech, and Georgia Tech. Um, I can see seven. Yeah, I could see seven easy. I could I mean, see they, eight. They win seven a year ago. I think I like the over here. I, I yeah, I mean you get the quarterback back. Um, what's his name? Um, Schrader, the Schrader yeah. kid who he kind of got banged up last year, but he was kind of a difference maker for them. Um, you know, the Anai guy, offensive coordinator, was at Syracuse and they lost him to NC State. So new OC that definitely doesn't doesn't help. Um, but. I think they hired from within as far as the OC goes, and I saw they hired Rocky Long, um, which everything I read about him was he's a guy that's been around forever, so they thought it was a really good hire as a DC. Um, I mean, just just they off. got the they got the Gadsden guy, the the wide receiver who I think is one of the better receivers in the ACC. So. I, I just think I think seven's really attainable, and you look at the schedule. I mean, I mean what right off rip. You're the very, very easily could go four and in the non-con. Right. I mean, yeah. Purdue new hit new new everything new, new was head coach. Being gone. Granted, Hudson Card's going to be there, so I'm going to have to cheer for Purdue in that game. But <laughs> that's a game that Purdue could lose. Right. So I mean, you're looking at. I mean, yeah, th- three and three and one's the floor in the non-con. I would so say so. There's yeah. three, and I you got. I think four and zero oh is very, very attainable. So then, you if say they go three and one, then you got to find four in the conference. And I mean, you got you got Virginia, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech no Virginia, no, nah, no Virginia Tech, Boston College, Georgia Tech, and Wake Forest. There's seven, right? If they go undefeated, the non-con, they could. I kind of just talked about. They play the three three guys at the top, and I think they could at least beat one of them. And uh, it's probably going to be North Carolina if they do. But well, and then you turn around, and I just talked about uh, Pittsburgh. Right? They had to play um, Notre Dame and Florida State back right. to back, and then you get that one week off, and it's like, oh, you're going to Syracuse, right? So I, I'm going to take the over. I think seven and five is kind of the. I would. I don't really. They could go six and six as a floor right. if something bad happens. But I, 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 I think seven and five is easily yeah. an attainable goal for Syracuse this I, year. I, I like the over two. I like seven and five. Uh, you know, there's always the same. Like I said a minute ago, there's always the the path to this or that. Maybe eight, but I, I think seven's about right. So I, I would take I would take the over there. And so we move on Dalt, to Virginia. Ooh. I believe this is the lowest win total Ooh. in the conference. Got three and a half here, Dalt. Uh, three offensive returners and six on defense for a total of nine. Not looking great for uh, Tony Elliott and uh, the Cavaliers. Hey, tell me who they got week one. We've got uh, in Virginia. Um, 
is Tennessee week one? Yeah. So, okay, so <laughs> home schedule, we've got James Madison, NC State, William and Mary, Georgia Tech, Duke, Vautech. They go to Tennessee and Neyland. Uh, sorry. Uh, Mar- <laughs> Maryland, Boston College, North Carolina, Miami, and Louisville. Um, what's, what's the win total on this? Three and a half. I think I'm taking the I'm under. I'm taking the under. That hook, man. I, I, they're not being Tennessee and Maryland, the two two of their four non-conference. They're not winning either of those games, I don't think. They're not beating James Madison. They they may not beat James Madison. I mean, they're going to beat William and Mary. They're going to beat William and Mary. Let's I, let's let, let's talk about James Madison for a second. They're not beating Louisville and Duke. <laughs> they, they, I know that's right. I know they ain't beating them two. So let's let's talk about James Madison for a second. This is not your run-of-the-mill FCS school. This is a team that has hosted game day twice, I do believe, and they are constantly in the top five of the FCS. And you're going to tell me Virginia... Oh, I, Virginia I, might be the worst Power 5 team in the country. I, I was just simply stating that if they win, if... I, they're going one and three in, in non-con. I'm telling you, James Madison's So, so they're one. not even getting to three, you don't think? I mean, because in the conference, they're not beating NC State. They're not no. beating North Carolina. They're not beating Miami. They're not beating Louisville or Duke. Duh. And I don't think they're beating Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech, you know, both of those programs are in, them. They're in bad shape. But they could beat Boston College. They maybe could beat Boston College. But even then. But that's on the road. Um, Georgia Tech, they could probably beat. They, but They get that one at home. I, I'm, I'm taking the under. Yeah, I'm taking I, I think if anything, God. they just get to three, if anything. And I'm not, I mean, just based on what we're just now talking about. No, there's no Sean's. Yeah. I, I, yeah, they're I not like, get they're, they're they're not getting to four. Uh, Even I, if they beat James Madison, I think they go. I think they go one and whatever in the conference. I mean, you you have a team here, Dalt, that they literally lost their best player to the portal, who was on the defensive side the of the Cypress ball, kid, and the best player on the offensive side of the ball, and the Armstrong kid that averaged even with those guys, even with Armstrong, they averaged seventeen points a game, Mm-mm. like. Under. Under, yeah. Under. Moving on. Um, Vautech, Dalt, five and a half. We've got six offensive starters returning, five defensive for 11 total. Schedule looks a little bit like this. We've got at home Old Dominion, Purdue, Pitt, Wake, Syracuse, NC State. They go to Rutgers, Marshall, Florida State, Louisville, Boston College, and Virginia. Uh, five and a half, Dalt. Just uh, do you, kinda, do you kinda, know what I, do you know what I look on here and I don't see Duke. <laughs> no Duke. <laughs> no Duke. They, they, they do, do got Louisville, so they, there's there's zero and one for they, you. They do play Florida State, but they they're one of the few teams in the in the ACC that don't play Notre Dame. Uh, so that's a positive. They avoid Clemson. Uh, they don't play Clemson. They don't, they don't play, play North, North Carolina. Carolina. They like you said, they don't play Duke. They don't play Miami. Yeah, they get NC State, but they get them at home. So, you know, the schedule is actually pretty and, favorable. And the non-con is the pretty non-con favorable. Is pretty favorable. You I got mean, the two Big Ten teams, one at home, one on the road. Um, five and a half. Mm. Got to get to six. Go, th- Golly, they, ESPN, the FBI, it's got Rutgers beating them. 
I don't I don't believe that for two seconds. Rutgers is awful. So Rutgers should not be a power five football program. So you go let's just say you slip up and you give one up, you go three and one in non con. They just gotta get better on offense. It's just like Virginia. They average nineteen points a game. Like how is that even possible? That's awful. I mean, I think there's a path to six, personally. And I'm tempted to take the over and pick them to go six and six. Because I think they beat Old Dominion. I think they beat Rutgers. I think they beat Marshall. I think they maybe lose to Purdue. So that's three and one. Yeah. Like I said, three and one, kind of non-con deal. Should beat Virginia. Yeah, there's four. Probably should beat Boston College. Five. And then, I mean, you look at Wake Forest and NC State. They're not beating NC State. I think if you're going to win any of those games, maybe you got to beat Wake, Wake or, Pitt. or Pitt. Wake or and Pitt's your two. Let's just say they go four. If they go four and zero in non-con, I think six is pretty easy to get to. Yeah, but but I really don't think they're beating Purdue. And like you said, I mean they they could lose to Rutgers. ESPN's got Marshall favored over them, bub. Yeah. <sighs> Holy shit! I don't. Do, do they have? Well, I mean, an, an old Dominion. Who did Old Dominion beat like a year or so ago? Did Virginia they, Tech. Was it Virginia Tech? Okay, so was that last year? Yeah. Okay. I think they beat Virginia and. Which that's a, that's a Virginia school too. <sighs> Give me. I'm taking five. I think I'm taking the under. I I, I almost convinced myself they were going to go six and six, doll. But I, <sighs> offense is just too bad. I don't. I don't have any idea what they've got going on on that side of the ball at quarterback, running back. I Yeah, give me the under as well. I think they could be a candidate for worst team in the yeah. ACC. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be better than Virginia, but yeah, I'm taking the under at five. I think five. Five's about right. So moving. Here's, this is going to tell you how bad they are. Virginia versus Virginia Tech final game of the season. 50.1% to win that game. The other is Virginia's 49.9.1%. You can't tie. So you're telling so, me there's a chance. You can't tie. Yeah, don't don't Virginia Tech I they're not getting to six. I'm okay. sorry. Well, uh moving on to Wake Forest Dalt. Oh, the poor battered Demon Deacons. Six and a half. We got five on offense, five on defense for a total of ten. Here's your schedule. Uh, at home, they play Elon Musk, Vandy. You don't talk about our beloved ex owner, Georgia Tech, Pitt, Florida. I got a bone to pick with him, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that hundred, that hundred messages a day really irks you, doesn't it's, it? It's ridiculous. Like it's a you're telling me I can't send so many direct messages on Twitter. Like that's what we're doing now. Like first it was you can only read so many tweets. Now now what, what do we do? Well, you you can. You just have to be a verified account. Yeah, and that, I'm not paying co- for Twitter. That'll cost. That's not Twitter. Twitter, and you do not. You cannot say retweet us at Twitter. It is now you repost us at X. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, we've got Elon, Vandy, Georgia Tech, Pitt, Florida State, NC State at home. They go to Old Dominion, Clemson, Virginia Tech, Duke, North. Uh, why not? I keep saying ND. I want to say North Dakota, Notre Dame. Golly, Notre Syracuse. Dame. Yeah. So Pitter Patter. Uh, six and a half. 
They got to get to seven, Dalt. The one, two. I really don't think the schedule's terrible outside three, four, of outside of Clemson, Florida State, five. and Notre Dame. I think that Vanderbilt non-con game's a little interesting. I think didn't Vanderbilt they they beat Vanderbilt last year, mm-hmm. but I but think it was, a, it was a good game for a while. I think uh, who knows where that game's going to be played. By the way, it's supposed to be at Vanderbilt, but. No, it's, a, it's at Wake Forest. Oh, that's right. That's at home. Okay, I looked at that wrong. I think there's a chance they go three and one in the non-con. And I think... They're not beating Notre Dame. I think they... What, uh, what, 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 what What's the over-under? Six and a half. They so they got to get to seven. Let's, they, okay, let's just count them up. They're not beating Duke. Not beating Duke. Let's, let's just get that. Let's just get that out right now. They're not beating Duke. <laughs> So Dalton Dalton's a known Duke fan now. Yeah. Football, Duke football fan. You didn't know Coach K was an offensive analysis for the football team now? Uh, Winners. Might help. Winners. So they're gonna beat Elon. Probably gonna beat Vandy. It could be it, that could be an interesting game. Vandy's improved, but it's still Vanderbilt. Right. Probably gonna beat Old Dominion. Probably gonna beat Georgia Tech. But when they go to Clemson. In week five, they could be four and one. Granted, right. they're not going to beat Clemson. Yeah. You go to Virginia Tech the next week, you're going to beat them. So you, that, that would be five. There's right? five. So, and then you're going to tell me, oh, gosh, then it gets tough. Pitt at home is a winnable game. But then you go Florida State, Duke. NC State, Notre Dame, Syracuse. They're not getting to seven. I, I think I, I like I, six too. First I, year, first year, new head coach, new quarterback, a defense that another defense that allowed over 30, 33 points a game all last year. Um lost some of their best players, both sides of the ball. They they get to six if they beat Vandy. That's yeah. that's the thing. Like you got to beat Vandy, right. and and then I know that's saying something, but this is the back. This is a this is a very old Miss esque schedule from last year. Incredibly start, backloaded. Start good, and then fall off a cliff. Because I mean, you got Pitt, Florida State, Duke, NC State. Notre Dame, Syracuse, and no bye week. You have a bye week after Georgia Tech in week four. That's brutal, early bye. And then you go from Clemson on. You're playing week in and week out. It's brutal. That's tough. It's brutal. I don't understand why anybody has a bye before week five. Oh, I just don't. I, I don't get it. But I like six here, Dalt. Yeah, I think they can get to six. I think they could be five and seven. Yeah, I just don't think they're getting to seven. All right. Well, we both we both like the under there, Dalt. All right. So it's time for some predictions. Um, worst team? Who's the worst team, Dalt? I think Virginia is hands down the worst team in this league. I don't. I am going to agree. Uh, I, I I don't I don't I don't even think it's close. I think Georgia Tech could give them a run for their money. Look at that four and a half win total, tough schedule. But I I think we talked about Virginia and that schedule. Don't even really maybe see them getting to three possibly. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you there on Virginia at, at uh, being dead last. So with that, like we talked about earlier, new, new, um, uh, I can't think of the word, new way that they're doing the conference as far as the no divisions. Yeah. So we've got who, who, who do you like? I'll ask you, who do you like coming first place and then second place? What, what two teams do you think will play for the conference championship? I think Florida state will be the first place team. And I think Clemson will be the second place team with Duke being a close third, third. Duke, Duke <laughs> close third. Um, I like Clemson at one and Florida state at two, just vice versa. You, I, I think, as much as we both love Duke and Louisville, I, I like Duke a lot too. Um, with you know Pitt, I think I think Miami could kind of be decent, but I I just think I I don't I just think we're gonna look up in in December and it's gonna be Seven, Florida State and Miami. Yeah, Clemson. Uh, uh, like, yeah. I, I just don't. They, they they're the two best rosters in the conference they they return the most starters two of the better coaches like definitely one of the best coaches and then norvell's he seems to have turned the page um (laughs) so hey i'll say this two teams that won 10 plus games a year ago like won their bowl or actually only one of them won their bowl game well Um, you know I just don't think I don't know how you could pick the ACC and not take Clemson and Florida State, vice versa. Whether whether one of them's first or second, I don't think it matters. But I pick I pick Clemson as first because I think they're going to beat Florida State. See, and that's what I was going to say. I think, and we'll get right into our champions pick. I think Florida State finds a way to beat Clemson in the regular season. Clemson, they turn around and, and then turn around and get beaten the rematch. Clemson wins. Is that a scenario that could leave the ACC out of the playoff? Because that would put Clemson at eleven and two, and Florida State more than likely at eleven and two. See, and that's that was what I was going to say. I think that all that all hinges on how good the rest of the country is, for sure. Yeah, but I think I think the ACC could, if if that is the case, and that's that's where you get into with these rematches. It's almost what happened to TCU last year. Yeah. So, um, you so know, I've got Clemson at the push. So that that would put them at eleven and two, like we talked about. You got. It depends on what so happened. What well, happens in the have, Big Twelve? If, if you have, if you have Florida State going in as the first place team, do you have them going in at eleven and one or yeah, twelve and zero? Uh, eleven and one. So yeah. So they'd both be eleven and two. Yeah. So I think it, it depends on what happens in the Big Twelve. Right. It depends if USC can in the Pac twelve. Right. And if USC can get unscathed. Because let, let's be real here. That more than likely, even if there's an eleven and two SEC champ, if they're both eleven and two like this in its situation, the SEC champ's getting, getting in. Getting in, yeah. And then but you're more than likely gonna have Big Ten either maybe eleven two. and one or twelve and zero. Because because they're still and doing they, the deal. Yeah, you have the situation like last year with Ohio I was, State. I was about to say you're you're gonna have that same situation this year. Somebody's right. gonna lose that game. Right. And they're not going to have to play in the rematch because they're still in divisions. Right. And whoever wins that game gets to go beat the dog snot out of whatever crawls from the depths of misery in the West. Yeah. To just take this shellacking God, in the Big it's Ten a bad division. Such Gosh, a bad division. it's awful. Look out for Nebraska. Going to be doing that Big Ten preview next week. Oh, that's I've already. I've just decided. Have you done decided Nebraska's back? Uh, back before Texas? Uh, no, 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 no. So. If but, that happens, like I said, it could very you could very easily see two SEC schools right. and two Big Ten schools because 
we don't know what's going to happen in the Big Twelve. Texas could run the table, right? Go eleven and one, go ten and two, or eleven and two, whatever. And then USC, right? We'll talk about them in a couple weeks. But so, I, I think that, I think that the ACC champ would get in if it's one of them two teams. I think if it's Clemson at eleven and two, I think uh, maybe even I Florida, think Florida State. State too. I, they, that's two big, huge brands. I think obviously. I think you could get them at the four. Uh, Florida State historically, and then Clemson here of late. So yeah, I, I do. I don't necessarily disagree with you there, but you like Florida State as your champ. No, I like Clemson as oh, my Clemson. champ. You like Clemson as your champ. I like Clemson as well, which would put them going twelve and one for me. Possibly thirteen and zero, um, which would no doubt get them in the playoff. A hundred percent. So we both, we both like Clemson Dalt to win the ACC. I think as it's maybe a, a mainstream chalk pick that we took Florida State and Clemson, and then we both picked Clemson, who was picked to win it in the preseason. But I, you know, the cream usually rises to the top in most cases, especially in a conference like the ACC, where you know the, the bottom is not the as bottom good. half and middle like. It's just not very good, not very competitive. Like some really, really bad. You look, you look at a conference like the ACC, and it's comparable to the Big Twelve. I, I think the middle and lower half of the Big Twelve is like light years better than the ACC. Like oh yeah, I light mean, years. We talk. I think West Virginia. Like if we go bottom to top, I think West Virginia beats Virginia. Yeah, uh, I th- no doubt. And I, I think who was the second to last place team? It was it was Houston. Houston. I think. Yeah, I think Houston could beat. Houston or Cincinnati. I yeah, mean, one of those two teams could be. And you're talking about them playing Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. So I mean, and where and where it separates itself is you get up to the top where it's like a Texas playing a Clemson. I think Clemson would beat Texas or right. Uh, Florida State playing a Kansas State or an OU. Like, right. I think Florida I mean, State would that, win that game. You saw that game last year. I mean, in the bowl game, and Florida State basically had everybody, and they edged out a. Basically, a stitched together Oklahoma team by a field goal in the bowl game. So, I mean, you know, it's ACC is just not, it's not great yeah. outside of those two. So, but that's our ACC preview, Dalt. Um, we, we got through another one, another kind of long episode, but, you know, we, we enjoyed doing it. And I guess I just announced we're doing Big Ten next week. So, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Are we going to put Notre Dame in the Big Ten or are we going to leave them in the Pac 12? Or are we gonna do them with the Pac-12? Because we we got to do Notre Dame. They're, we, they're, we probably should have done them with the ACC. No joke. Because as many teams ju- as that, and I thought about that earlier, but it was too late. But um, we'll just we'll go ahead and do them next week with the Big Ten. Okay. Um, and get that out of the way. So, well, just just a little heads up. We got them going a solid seven and one versus the ACC. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I think I think Notre Dame could be could be okay. So, Dalt. Uh, I guess that's our ACC preview, and if you don't got anything else, I guess uh, we'll we'll be back next week, and and we're out. Hey, don't forget to cover the flats. If you guys enjoy the show, please subscribe or give us a follow, rate us five stars, and write us a review. The podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, and Stitcher. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Facebook by searching the Cover 2 Podcast. Dalt is on Twitter as the Oki Longhorn. You can find me as Tim Smithson. You can also find videos on TikTok by searching at Cover 2 Pod. We appreciate all of you for listening and supporting our show. We'll be right back.